So the, the, the great part was just the look of shock on the child's face as he had to stand there and sing gay bar and karaoke in a VFW hall in Bastrop, Texas. That wasn't Adam's Corner, by the way. I'm sorry, what? I was playing Dr. Mario in my head. <laughs> Did you win? I always win. <laughs> I've never even seen so, you play that. It's April 1st, right? April Fool's. Some people might call it April Fool's Day. Right. It's also Easter Sunday. Easter Which got Fools. me thinking, I don't know the origin of April Fool's Day. Maybe you do? No, no clue. I mean, yeah, I can totally make something up. Make something up, and then I'm going to give you my... Do, do this. Give me a history of April Fool's. Give mm-hmm. me a double whammy. Give me a history of April Fool's, mm-hmm. and then give me a history of Easter. Okay. So April Fool started a very long time ago. There was a young bartender lady, a bar winch they call her. Her name was April, and she was a lovely, lovely girl. And then she fell in love with a court jester who was a fool. And so the two of them got to doing the the hop, hop, flippity flop, you know, and they made a little baby. And this little baby was born on this day. It was the first day of a month. But the month didn't have a name. And so the little baby said, let's name the month after my mother, April. And then from that day on, the little clown baby, who was half a whore and half a clown, was April's Fools. And that's the story of Carrot Top. <laughs> and now he uses props. He uses props in his set. Okay, what's the history of Easter? So Easter, a long time ago, back in the Paleolithic era, the only thing that was on the earth was dinosaurs and giant fucking rabbits. Now the thing about these rabbits is they could lay eggs. And all the baby dinosaurs would run around looking for the eggs on this particular day. And then when they found them, they'd try to eat them and eat the young of the uh, the giant rabbits while it was still in its egg. And mama rabbit wasn't having it. So she'd go just chomping and stomping and smashing and squishing. And there's baby dinosaur guts everywhere. And then from then on, humanity evolved. And they realized the giant rabbit is our overlord. But they shrank. But they're still adorable and and rabbits don't lay eggs anymore but they do on easter and that's the story of donald rumsfeld (laughs) it's all true people it's all true no but i was thinking about this i don't know the actual origin of uh uh, april fool's days i'm i'm a bit versed more in easter yeah right um because jesus and all that um if you think about it i like to think that the first april fools was on the first easter sunday the reason being is legend has it yeah. that Jesus died on Good Friday. Right. And then on April Fool's Day, he was like, eh, just kidding. I'm not dead. You guys are a bunch of fools. April Fools. April Fools. And wow. then he rose in his spaceship back up to heaven. Back up to the stars. Now, you have to ask yourself, was this some kind of craft that resurrected the Christ from the cross? <laughs> And brought him back to the tall whites and reptilians where he lived forever and ever in heaven. Oh, God. I think that's what happened. Extraterrestrials. Yeah. Oh, man, I got to tell you, I've been, uh, I watched this documentary, right, Mm -hmm. called Love and Saucers. (sighs) 
Hey, Bobby, can you do me a favor and just tell me again how you don't have enough time to watch the movies I tell you to watch? Love and Sauce. This is what you spend with your time is watching ridiculous alien documentaries. Okay, so check this out. Okay, let's hear it. This is a document very well made. It's not like some throwaway, you know, when you get on Amazon Prime and it's like UFO TV. And no, it's just like, I don't because I don't watch that shit. <laughs> so I don't see that shit on my fucking All right, screen. So it's a very well produced documentary. And I'm, I, I highly recommend watching it, whether you like aliens or not. You say this about every shitty documentary you watch on here. It's a good documentary. It really is. Why are you always plugging these? Oh, anyways, and it's ahead. about an old man in New Jersey who is originally from Georgia and he's an artist. Mm hmm. And he claims that um, he lost his virginity at 17 mm -hmm. to a gray lady. Was she hot? Now, he had multiple sexual encounters with aliens. Mm -hmm. He, um, at one point, considers it like it was like she was my girlfriend. That's how he talked. You know, we got to think about my girlfriend. We got to think about the format of this show, <laughs> and we got to really consider the fact of how much time you spend talking about stupid ass documentaries of crazy people. So he's an artist, and all of his art is like pictures of him as a boy, mm -hmm. like a seventeen-year-old boy having sex with a gray alien, having sex with a gray alien. Wait, are they who cool? is stacked by the really? Way. That's what I was wondering. Is she hot? So. And all of his art is stuff like that. And then he was saying... Wait, 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 wait. So it's all fuck pictures? Um, not all Are of they them. like holding hands? Or There's like one style? painting where he's like sucking on the teat of a gray alien to show his hybrid baby how to nurse. A gray alien. Yes. And in almost every picture of them fucking is like this praying mantis alien in the background. And he's just like... I don't know why, but the, the, the mantis was always there. So <laughs> I swear to God, dude, it's a really good documentary, though. And he's a really nice guy, and he's really well-liked. And all his friends are just like, he like works at a deli now part-time. And he's just like, yeah, I believe him. Like, hey, why wouldn't I? Hey, why wouldn't that be real? Hey, listen, you realize that I personally know somebody who believes they have direct contact with the aliens. It's called schizophrenia, Bobby. Love so, and saucers. So what you're it's doing on Amazon is you're recommending, oh, hey, watch this movie about some sad, crazy person and their pictures of their fake memories of them having sex with the Dolly Parton of gray aliens. Are you trying to accuse me of being exploitive for my own entertainment? No, I'm accusing you of having bad taste. <laughs> Like, I don't care of. about some moral high ground yeah, with no, your content. No, no, it doesn't mean shit to me. Your fucking taste is fucking well off. You know, you're missing out. You got to check it out. I'm not going to. You know, I'm not. You know that, right? All right. Here's what we got to start doing. Uh -huh. Based on our argumentative episode last time, was it our duel? Our duel. Yeah. <laughs> um, what we need to do, and I have a. I'm doing this with a friend with books right now. We need to do this with what movie. friend with books. <laughs> Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> um, so what I'm going to do yeah. is you cannot contest it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to recommend a movie that you must watch. It's, I'm not watching your fucking documentaries, Bobby. You don't want to play the game? It'll be fun. It'll be like a fun segment we're on the show. Okay, go ahead. Finish your segment idea before I shit, shit on it. <laughs> fucking shoot it down. So I'm going to recommend a movie and or documentary that you must watch. Uh-huh. Um, documentary? <sighs> I'm not going to recommend like hoop dreams to you or uh, there's no drama in documentaries. Oh, I beg the difference. Sounds like you've never seen love and saucers. 
<laughs> Anyways, you're gonna. And then it. you recommend something for me to watch, and I have to under no circumstances I have to watch it. Okay. 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 So my assignment to you this week, yes, is I'm not watching Love and Sauce. Love, fuck and you. Sausage. No, I'm not watching that, dude. I you like ancient aliens? You like weird, crazy shit? You must watch it. You realize? Okay, All right. So I, I guess kinda, we can't, I, I kind of brought this up a second ago. Okay, Bobby. Um, something like that might trigger me in a bad way because I know people close to me that are similar situations. Remember when you made me watch The Room, Bobby? And I'll watch the movie that you've always recommended to me, The Thing. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you don't get to pick the movie that I recommend to you. No, okay, for starters, no. I'm not watching any documentaries. If you want to recommend a horror movie to me, I will watch a horror movie. You know what, Bobby? I don't even know if I want to because you... Okay, you have to watch um, I Know What You Did Last <laughs> Summer 2? Is that one? I still know what you did last... I still last, know what you I did last still, summer. That's I your assignment. I still know what you did. Because, you know, when we first started this podcast, and it's kind of straight, I was thinking about this the other day, uh -huh. our original idea was to basically just visit things that got horribly dismissed and maybe unfairly dismissed. Now we're just like, oh, we want to watch this movie, so we're going to watch it. I, Dude, I, maybe that was your plan. Well, it was. Okay. It was one of the ideas. Okay. Um, that's why we watched like Super Mario Brothers and Alien 3. Go back and listen. You know, don't listen to those, by the way. Uh, <laughs> don't watch those movies either. And don't watch those movies. both terrible. The point is this. Yeah. Um, we could do that in small doses um, for homework assignments for both of us. So what you're saying is basically you want to have like a pact where once a month you actually have to watch a movie that I tell you to watch. Yes. Okay. And you have to watch a movie I have that that I recommend that that you have to watch that movie. We can do it every other episode. We I don't have time to watch your <laughs> shitty movies every week. So here, how about this? Uh, uh -huh. I'll do one a month, and you do one a month. Okay. Is that fair? That I way don't we'll want to watch any documentaries. It's called Love and Saucers. <laughs> It's on Amazon, and it is fucking fantastic. Uh, it literally has like a 7.8 uh, rating on IMDb. It's a good documentary. What's your favorite documentary? I don't know. Is um, it called Fuck You, Bobby? It's called Fuck You, Bobby. Oh, yeah. That was a Werner Herzog. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the one where they're pulling a mountain over a, a boat. Wait, what was the movie where they're pulling a boat over a mountain? Love and Saucers. <laughs> That's the one. Okay, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Now I got to think of a. You came all prepared for this. I got to think of a movie. For yeah, the to thing. Watch. You're not watching the fucking thing, Bobby. You've watched the thing fucking forty times since I've known you. Like it's not going to be the thing. Fine. Give me some time. I'll think about it. You better. But here's next next year or next year. Um, <laughs> we're not. We're gonna pick this up next year. Yeah. Um. We'll hit it back in 2019. Next month, at some point, I want a blurb review from you mm -hmm. uh yeah, you got two choices love and saucers or i still know what you did last summer all right so uh for the next month we're going back to you pick one i pick one for the movies for the podcast right so i have an idea you're not gonna like it i don't even like it we're gonna watch a movie that we didn't like already didn't like and watch it again for the show fear no evil no god no no, no, we're going to watch uh... <laughs> No, uh, should I even say it now? Yeah, I want to know. I'm, I'll, I'll edit it out if we don't want to spoil it. Uh-huh. The, uh, the Rob Zombie hit. 
Oh, I hate that I movie. I know, me too. Let's oh, watch I it. hate that I movie. I did too. I'm not watching that movie we're for this show. It, that's it. not what this show is about. We're watching it. No, no yeah. God. Come on. That's the whole uh, thing this show is about. It's too modern. It's too modern. Sorry. It, it, it doesn't be, fit within the format. I'm this sorry. Horse, it totally fits in the format. It's a really good format. movie, though, but it's not good for the format. No, it's not. We didn't like it at all. It's like too good for this show. It's it's a terrible film from what I remember. I want to watch it again and see if I hate it still. You know Rob Zombie's making That is the hill I will die on is not watching that movie for this show. That's the one I pick. I'm allowed one veto a month. No, you're not. There's no veto per month. So what's going on? What's going on in your world? I got another movie I want to talk about, but I feel like I've I've just been uh, hamming it up here today. You've just been hamming. You've been. You know what? In With all, all my I've, great ideas, all I've wanted today. This is this is kind of my goal for the day because, on top of it being April Fool's Day, it is Easter. And um, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other night about um, holidays. And how there are different kinds of holidays. You've already talked about this on the show. I know. And I was having this conversation again with a friend. And that brought to the fact that today is Easter, which is a feast slash candy holiday. It's both. It's both. This is a double dip. So just re- rehash it. There, there's candy holidays and, and there's, there's feast, food holidays. There's feast. feast. It's not food. It's feast. There's a candy holiday. There's a feast holiday. You fucking feast on Christmas. And some holidays are just for candy, Valentine's Day, Halloween, you know. Some holidays are just for feasting, like Thanksgiving. And then there are those beautiful ones that combine the two, like Easter and Christmas. Now, Christmas takes the cake because you get fucking presents, too, mm-hmm. you know. But you also get a fucking sock full of candy and fucking Christmas ham. You guys do ham on Christmas? You do ham on every holiday. What, do you fucking support Al-Qaeda? <laughs> they don't even eat pork. Yeah. No, it's my Jewish heritage. So, uh... No, uh, all I want for Easter is some goddamn ham, <laughs> and you're fucking hamless. You're goddamn. I don't. We didn't even really realize it was Easter till like this morning, right? Because I've just been hard working hard. Now we're not religious. I don't. Um, I'm taking a break. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. I get what you're saying about Easter. I feel like it, it definitely is a feast and a candy holiday. Yep. Um, it I, transcends. I, we always had ham on Easter, so. I'm not a big fan of ham. I like to have a ham at Easter, at Thanksgiving. I like to have a ham at Christmas. I like ham on like a club sandwich. I don't want to eat like a fucking centimeter thick slab of ham. I like to buy one of those big hams, like the spiral cut hams, and cook that bitch up and just like eat it for a week. You know what I do have? Just straight ham. Not even with bread, just ham. We could make little crosses out of the bacon that's in my freezer. Yeah, we could. Can we make like a, a ham baby Jesus? If Well, that would be a Christmas meal. Oh, yeah, that's right. Can we make a ham bunny? Sure. Yeah. We'll go make a bunch of bacon after this. Yeah, that'd be good. That's, that's Easter. Jesus bacon. Bacon and Dos Equis. Uh-huh. That's good. It's good. Um, But what I was saying is... Easter I, and Texas. I always feel like... I definitely feel... Growing up, I definitely filled up on candy on Easter. Right. Because I really don't give a shit about ham. I like turkey. I think... Hashtag bring turkey into Easter. That's a little wordy. That's a little wordy. Yeah. I mean, but the, the, how do you add a turkey? How do you add a turkey into the mythos? Dude, you can still get turkey when it's not Thanksgiving and Christmas. You can get turkey anytime. You can make a th- turkey anytime you want. Right. You can go buy a birthday cake when it's not your birthday. You're goddamn right you can. And you can have it say happy birthday to you. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's America. <laughs> you can do this That's shit. adulthood in America. <laughs> I know, right? Adulthood. That's the, that's the only thing that changed for holidays with me. So when I became an adult, I was like, wait, I like to feast better than I like candy. What are your thoughts on peeps? I like them. You do? I like them. I love them. Okay, what are your thoughts on candy corn? Eh, I'll eat it. I feel like 
peeps are the candy corn of Easter. I think candy corn is a really bad rap. I love candy corn. I like candy corn. I like the big fucking giant nugget pumpkin ones. Yeah, those are cool. I can only eat so many of them, though. But that's with all sweets with me. I can't just, like, overwhelm on fucking candy. So you like peeps, though? Yeah. Ugh. I'll eat, like, three of them. I can't do it. You know what I like? I like putting peeps in the microwave. Yeah, they they expand. And then they contract. Okay. You know what You know what doesn't get a lot of coverage is, is Easter candy. Yeah. Peeps are fucking gross. Peeps are good, yeah. Um... Cadbury eggs. Oh yeah, Cadbury eggs are great. Those are really fucking good. They're real good, but like that's the thing. It's like it's candy overload for me. Like I'll I'll start a Cadbury egg and not be able to finish it. I don't think I've ever finished fucking, one in it's one sitting. Too fucking sweet. And um, they yeah, they're very rich. I'm a savory. It, you know what it reminds it it, it 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 strikes me as like old school rich people candy. Mm-hmm. You know, when like poor, Cadbury egg. Poor please. people back in the day had like uh, Miffy. Will you bring me the Cadbury eggs? Yeah. Even yeah. the name sounds like yeah. douchey. Yeah, yeah. Cadbury eggs. Cadbury eggs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that. <laughs> Jeeves, bring me the Cadbury eggs, would you? That horse dressed as a rabbit on television has me <laughs> riled for another Cadbury egg. Pretentious <laughs> 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 fucks. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> What was I even talking about? I don't know. Fucking, I'm thinking yeah, of yeah, the horse. Yeah. So, um, I don't like uh, Cadbury eggs are good, but yeah. they're very rich. What else is there? That's There's Easter candy. Here's my favorite: mm-hmm. a big fucking hollow chocolate Easter bunny, bunny yeah. white chocolate. No, I like white chocolate. I, I know. I don't know. I wouldn't eat one of those. What I would do? Is I never finish an Easter bunny. You either. eat the ears first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like to eat out the eyes first. Yeah, they were always like a different kind of candy, mm-hmm. just go or it was face. just dyed orange. Yeah, you know, an orange-eyed rabbit. That's not terrifying. Hey, uh, listeners around the world, tell us if they have these hollow chocolate candy Easter bunnies in your parts of the planet. Now, what you do after that is you would put it in the freezer, mm-hmm. and then back, and then like July rolls around, you're sitting around. It's summertime. Right, your mom's you like, never you need to do something around the house because you've been sitting on your ass watching Eureka's Castle and Sally Jesse Raphael all day. And then your mom before the makes you clean out the freezer, and you find your fucking half-eaten, headless, uh, uh, hollow Easter bunny. Back Dude, there. I just thought of something. When, it, when we were like kids, during the summer, we just had to sit around and watch whatever shit was on TV. Oh, yeah. That's why I've seen all of Happy Days and Charles in Charge, because mm-hmm. there was nothing else on. Yep. These little fuckers nowadays got Netflix. I was a big fan of the TBS lineup in the morning. It was uh-huh. like Gilligan's Island... Right. Land of the Giants, oh, yeah. Lost in Space, yeah. Little House on the Prairie. Uh-huh. Um, I watched a lot of Beverly Hillbillies. Beverly Hillbillies was in there, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. And nowadays, kids can watch whatever the fuck they want. They could just go and sit in front of the TV and watch whatever they want for hours. You're right. because you, I'd get like a half hour of Transformers a week and be fucking happy. Mm-hmm. And now they can watch three seasons We're in a day. poisoning this generation with preference, I think. Yeah, whatever that means. It means that they can watch whatever niche thing they like anytime. They're, they're not being cultured. They're mm-hmm. not being well-rounded individuals. I've seen a lot of Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Not by choice. Right, right. You had to. Not by choice. You had to, you wanted to watch TV. That wasn't targeted for me. I was no. born in 84. Right. I've seen, but, 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 but not by choice did I watch The Twilight Zone. Not by choice did I watch Lost in Space. Not by choice did I watch the 1960s Star Trek. Right. But I love that shit now. There you go. Now, mm-hmm. apply that lack of, uh, procedure to today's generation it's it's dependent on the parents 
I guess. It's dependent on the parents. Because the parent has good taste like me. Do you then, indoctrinate then my kid your child? Into what? Like the shit you... Do you unload your pop culture shit onto your kid? What do you think? I'm going to go with a hard yes. Why do you think I had a kid? To fucking be like, look, this is how you're cool. This is what's cool. <laughs> no, that's not cool. This is how this you is end up cool. just like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm molding him in my own graven image. And that's, you know, that's what it is. I'm like, listen, kid, you're going to watch Voltron. All right. You're going to watch fucking old Transformers and you're going to like it. Great. He's going to fit in well at school. Uh huh. Dude, it's on the Netflix. Other kids watch this shit. All right. And yeah. talking about the new Voltron, the new Voltron is badass. I just don't want your kid to turn out to be the kid that played dinosaurs on the playground like me. Well, look, and look, I'm not look. talking about plastic dinosaurs in the dirt. I'm talking about running around the back corner of the playground during recess like a velociraptor. What grade were you in, Bobby? Eighth? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it was like fourth and fifth grade. I was friends with everyone. Then I go play football with the jocks. Okay. I was like the uh, Ferris Bueller that everyone no, hated. Nobody cares, Bobby. Nobody cares. <laughs> Anyways, no, look, even if my kid's awkward when he's a teenager or whatever... You know, I got real cool later on. Were you awkward as a teenager? No, I was a real asshole. I don't I don't think I was awkward. I was mean. See, I was a theater nerd turned skateboarder. Ugh. Yeah. yeah I, I have the same thought. <laughs> that's pretty shitty. Hey, let's stop talking about ourselves because the fucking audience doesn't care. They love it. They love it. They, they eat it up. It's right? usually me saying those kind of things. I don't, yeah, I don't need to relive passional, passional. It's even a word. Passover. Yeah, that's another fucking thing. What is that? Is that around Easter? Is Ash Wednesday around Easter? How does all this Passover shit Passover just ended now. Give me the history of Passover. So there was a long, long line about 150,000 years ago, and all of people of humanity were in this line uh, by the Anunnaki, obviously, mm-hmm. to, uh, to find out what the jobs were, and they had to wait in this line. And there were some people that were waiting for years. And a couple of guys, right, they said, you know what, we're going to get to the front of the line. Let's just pass over this whole line. <laughs> they got the best jobs. And they cut, and they cut, and they got the best jobs. The candy taster. And those people were the Trumps. <laughs> that's how Passover works. And that's the story of Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> and Harvey Firestein. Who's Donald Rumsfeld again? Uh, he was the uh, Secretary of Defense, I believe, during the Bush administration. Who was Defense? Um, they they make a lot of the military decisions. So he would like type. I think that was Rumsfeld. He He's notes. an evil son of a bitch. Oh, okay, cool. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I like it's him. been so long, and we're in such stranger times now. I don't watch that show. Back then, it was like, hey, this shit's fucked up. Now it's like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> Space Force. <laughs> Space Force. Space Force. Um, the time is right, Bobby. Hail Space Force. I'm telling you, man, if my kid could join Space Force someday, I would be a proud papa. So I watched this highly acclaimed... By who? Horror who, movie. Who acclaimed it? It's rated 80% fresh. Is that considered highly acclaimed? For a horror movie, I would think so. Okay. Kicker, 44%, something like that, in the 40s by the audience 80 percent by critics so you like watching movies that have differences of opinion no is it star trek the last jedi no but when you see a uh, horror movie that you've never really heard of that's rated at 80 percent fresh it, it piques my interest what was it it's called pie Wacket, which i don't know why it's called that that sounds like a town uh. in massachusetts so pie Wacket is directed by adam mcdonald who's an up-and-coming 
director. Oh, yeah, Adam McDonald. It's about an angst-ridden teenage girl that um, classic, classic trope. Uh, Mom needs a fresh start. Dad just died. She's into the occult. And they just, and mom says, we're moving. I need a fresh start. Wait, we're mom's, moving. Mom's into the occult? No, no, no. The daughter is. <sighs> this movie's already boring me. Thank you. That will come into play later. Mm-hmm. So I don't like teenage girls, Bobby. Long story short, they move north. She's mad at her mom for making 20s. her... She's mad at her mom for making her move mm-hmm. uh, out of her town in, in the middle of high school. And she's into the occult already. So she goes out to the woods and like summons a witch to kill her mom. Cool. That's what I thought. I was like, yeah, that sounds kind of interesting. I like it. That's getting me into it. So we are at a point now with modern horror, which mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to. Wait, are you going to tell this whole fucking movie? Are you going to spoil this movie? Are you going to do what we do for movies? No, 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 no. That's all I'm going to say about the story. We are at a point now with modern horror. Oh, here he goes. Where getting all philosophical. Slow, like the way you're talking. Yes, is praised, which is fine. I'm fine with slow. You I know can tell. That. Listen to the fucking cadence of your voice. We got it follows solid. Uh-huh. The witch solid. Uh-huh. Uh, House of the devil. Was that that wasn't slow. House of the Devil is slow as Oh, fuck. I was I was thinking of that Uwe Boll movie. Never mind. Yeah, House of the Devil. That's a good one. Um, you know, these ultra-realism, like, slow-burn horror movies, which yeah. I'm a fan of. The Babadook. Yeah. This movie goes for that. I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. Yes. Did you watch that one? Yes. That was a good movie. I'm surprised you liked it. <sighs> um. This this movie goes for that, right? And and hats off. I think this director is gonna do great things one day. But it is. Why are you rolling your eyes? We do a movie podcast. <laughs> what did you? You're rolling your eyes. I'm trying to talk about genre films that we both enjoy. It's <laughs> you know funny, Bobby. I was just thinking. I wish I could like let the audience know how hard I'm rolling my eyes right now. And you did it. You did it for me. You're welcome. Go ahead. Go ahead. <sighs> so pie whack it. What's it? Is on the Netflix. I get what it was going for. Is it on Netflix? It doesn't pay off though. The it whole does. time, I think it is on Netflix. That's where I watched it. It or no, I watched it on Amazon. It's slow. It's well shot. It's the characters are um, are well written. However, it just did not pay off for me. There's one really creepy moment, then the end is a very shocking moment, and then it just kind of ends. So I give it... You know, I don't want to hear any of this. Two and a half stars. Okay. Out of five. Okay. What horror movies have you been watching lately? What did I watch? What did Adam watch? The Terror. I'll tell you what I've been watching, Bobby. There's a new show on the AMC, right? And I had never heard about it. And I saw it the other evening. It's called The Terror. Now, this is a... I think you like it. It's the, the cinematography is beautiful. It takes place... Imagine with me, if you will, okay? You're in uh, 1840-something, and you're an explorer. You're a British explorer. And you're trying to find the secret route through the Arctic. So, in a couple boats going through the secret route in the Arctic. Now, apparently, this all really happened... But the boats vanished and everybody died, so nobody knows what really happened. When did this come out? Like two days ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's on Keeping AMC. it topical. I uh-huh, like it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so uh, it's got some actors you know. 
uh, that Syrian Hines dude. You know who he is? Is that Saeed from Lost? No, he was the bad guy from Ghost Rider's Spirit of Vengeance. I was way off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen some of other stuff, too. Ghost Rider movies are terrible. No, dude. Way. No, dude. Listen, to stop real quick, okay, to go off on a small tangent. The first Ghost Rider movie is atrocious. I walked out of it. It's got bad CGI. Everything looks stupid, you know? Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance, that is like my super guilty pleasure of superhero movies. Because yes, it's it's fucking cheese dick and it's retarded, but it's fucking amazing. Can that be a recommendation? Yes. Right. I would recommend Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance. I think it's, I came out on top on this one. It's got Idris Elba. It's got Syrian Hines. I know I'm saying both these guys' names wrong, but he plays the devil or something. Now, what's great about this Ghost Rider movie, like the first one, shitty special effects. The second one, the, the effects are legit, okay? And it's by the directors of that movie, Crank or something. Ooh, I love Crank. So it's just like nonstop. And the villains are cool. So the pacing's good. The pacing's good, yeah. And my favorite thing about it is Nicolas Cage as a ridiculous hack of an actor playing Ghost Rider. And my favorite scene is like, it's obviously like him in a green screen, right? And like the stuff behind him. And he's riding the motorcycle. And it's the scene where Johnny K or Johnny Blaze is turning into Ghost Rider. So his face is like metamorphosizing. It's like transforming. And the CGI is terrible in this part. And he's making all these weird faces. It's just Nicolas Cage going, ah. So it's like every Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But rolled like, like condensed in like a minute and a half scene. And then his face turns into Ghost Rider, bursts into flames. It's amazing. It's well, amazing. Don't, don't tell me everything. I got to watch it for the show. That's like a 30 second scene in the movie. Well, don't tell me everything. Which is the high point. It sounds like, yeah, that's what I was saying. So yeah, so, you need to watch Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. That's my assignment. Yours is uh, Love and Saucers. God damn it. Just, Fine. Just watch Love and Saucers. Seriously, I, I will not steer you wrong on this. Okay. Love and Saucers. Anyways, back to the terror, right? <laughs> oh yeah. On AMC. So it's really bleak. It's really, the way it's filmed, it's like, it's just these guys on boats and like they all talk. I had to watch it in subtitles so I can't fucking understand what these people are saying. It's got that Jared Harris guy. What the fuck is he from? He's in a bunch of stuff. He's a good actor. So, uh, so anywho, they're out in the uh, in the Arctic wasteland trying to find a way through, and they decide to go some alternate route. Who who cares? Whatever. But the way that they make the twist is they took an actual story, right, an actual real life unknown story, and gave it a kind of a supernatural twist. Jared Harris was in Mister Deeds and the Sherlock Holmes movie. Which Sherlock Holmes movie? And The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, or as I like to call it, the biopic of Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> That's not what I know him from. I know him from The Expanse. Did you watch The Expanse? Mm-mm. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Is that the uh, colonial sci-fi? Yeah. That show's awesome. I know. I've been telling you. Jer I've been watching that lately. He's in that, and he's in a bunch of other shit. Um, but yeah, The Terror, I would recommend it. It's on AMC. It's not the fucking What's Walking it about? It's... <laughs> Did you just describe that? I just, that's what I've been describing. I was being Jared Harris. You motherfucker. These guys are on boats. They're trying to discover a way through the Arctic in the 1800s. They get stuck. They get lost. Supernatural stuff happens. Sounds pretty sick. It hasn't shown any supernatural stuff yet. But it's been relatively gory. Um, it's very bleak in that, you know, it has that sense of desperation that you get from like a zombie movie where you know they're all going to die. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to the news. Child prodigy, Corey Feldman. What? Yeah, dude. Stabbed in murder attempt? 
stabbed in murder attempt. Wow, that is newsworthy news. Was it a ghost? Was it a phantasm? This is according to Unilad.com, which is a publication I've never heard of. I've seen them on the Facebook. They must be real news. Mm -hmm. Do you want to read a few excerpts from this? Feldman, who has tweeted photographs of himself in his hospital bed, believes the attack is revenge for his allegations of sexual abuse in Hollywood. The attack reportedly happened when Feldman's two security guards were distracted and armed men approached his car, according to The Mirror. Let's see what... We got a little, we got a little tweet of him. He said, I'm in the hospital. I was attacked tonight. A man opened my car door and stabbed me with something. <laughs> Why does that it, sound like a Rocky and Bullwinkle character? It sounds like his story from when he was a kid. It sounds like Shoeshine Boy from uh, Underdog. Please say prayers for us. Thank God it was only myself and my security in the car when three men approached. While security was distracted with a guy, a car pulled up and attacked. I'm okay. You know what I do like about that impression? It sounds like a combination of Corey Feldman and Michael Jackson, who he strive to be like did he he was a big he was a michael you remember when he would wear the one glove and he would hang oh, out with michael yeah. jackson all the time he did wear the one glove i liked him in the burbs now i love Corey feldman i liked him in the lost boys i liked him in meatballs four i don't remember meatballs four <laughs> it was so good um was, i'm a fan are you a fan of the stabbing i th- no 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 <laughs> i think uh it wasn't a revenge attack for his uh his uh whistle blowing on hollywood I think it was a revenge attack for that that song that he came out with last year or whatever. I was going to say Rock and Roll High School Forever, that movie. Anyways, I think that he was stabbed um, <laughs> in retaliation for that awful fucking USA Today appearance he made, Today Show. Okay, that so... That song he did, that's what he got stabbed for. It's for your song. Corey. I think he is doing the Lord's work, taking down these fucking pederasses in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, my hat... Is tip to Corey Feldman. I hope he's doing better. I hope he's well. Thank you for Gremlins. I hope they didn't stab him in the place they did when he thank was a kid. Thank you for the Goonies. So thank you, Steven Spielberg <laughs> and Richard Donner. I hate when you talk all over my jokes. Was that a joke? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Is this the news? That was the news. Corey Feldman, much love. He got stabbed. Out to you, sir. Wish you a safe recovery. I'm a fan of your films. I'm a fan of your music. He's not listening to this. He it, might be. If I, hey, it, you know what? Somebody's trying to Corey Haim him. If I, because <laughs> Corey Haim's dead. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> that is fucked up. I love those guys in Lost Boys. Uh, Lost Boys <laughs> is my second favorite film of all time. Behind what? The thing. Planet of the Apes. Oh fuck your Planet of the Apes. So that was the news. So, fuck Hollywood pedophiles. Mm-hmm. Go Corey Feldman mm-hmm. doing the Lord's work. The news. Wait, didn't he sing about the Lord in that song he made recently? Probably. Let's go to Adam's Corner. <laughs> God damn it, Bobby. So, uh, I haven't told you any about this yet. I've been waiting to tell you this with, uh, with bated breath. I, um, I somehow might have pissed off part of the punk rock community uh, in our area. That is the most punk rock thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it really is. So what happened was a couple months ago, uh, Trump Card was doing a show in San Marcos at Wake the Dead Coffee Shop. Love that place. And I was, uh, I was drunk. I was dressed as a clown. I was mouthing off, as I tend to do. And I might have said, you know, I don't even like punk rock. I'm just here to offend people. So that's what I said. 
Now, apparently, some people in some other bands that were playing with us that night took serious offense to that. That's stupid. That's stupid. So uh, I didn't know. We didn't know that anything was was going on. Um, <laughs> the other day, Bill tried to friend request like a guy, like the, like the drummer from one of those bands, and he blocked Bill. Blocked him. And Bill's like, okay, what the fuck? And not only that, he then goes on his personal Facebook, that dude does, and writes a little post saying, um, here, let me find it. He said, I just got a friend request from the one band in town I fucking hate. Fuck you and your card of Trump. And we were like, wow. Was this all because of you? I, we, at the time, I had no idea. I'm like, what's this all about? And so one of our friends is friends with the guy, so send us the thing saying, hey, what's this? There's controversy. Oh, no, there's controversy with Trump. <laughs> and so... There always is. And so it turns out that my comments uh, really pissed this guy off, uh, or at least that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Now, here's the thing about Trump Card. We're fucking spectacular. We put on <laughs> a show that you have never seen before. If you see us, you're like, what the fuck was that? It's like Barnum and Bailey. It is. And then, uh, you know, punk rock bands, a lot of them are just like, hey, we're standing here and playing songs like we heard Ransom do. And so... Ransom? The Mel, Rancid, Mel Gibson movie? Rancid. Oh, I love Ran- Rancid. You do, of course you do. Like, look at us. This is a Green Day cover. Dude, Outcome of the Wolves. That album is so good. Um, Green Day, excuse me? That's punk rock, right? Uh, continue. So anyways, uh, this guy like went into this long rant on his Facebook, and a bunch of other people were jumping in. There was a bunch of people that were like defending us, like the Dave TV guy. Like He went on there and was like, hey, dude, they're obnoxious as fuck, but they're great. Like, What's your problem? And let me read what this dude wrote. This, this just makes me so proud. I'm already proud of you. I don't like when someone tells me that they hated punk rock then just decided to get in the band to make this gimmick and piss people off. Pissing people off is fine by me, but I don't respect the fact that these folks think they can just walk up in a scene and start some goofy-ass shit and expect us to eat it up. They haven't put in any time or effort into this scene. Yeah, you're better at marketing. (laughs) They are fake in my opinion. And you know, I've always said um, you got your you got your uh, Johnny Rottens, you've got your uh, Johnny Thunders, you've got your Richard Hells, you've got your Waddies from the Exploited. The one thing that they always did, mm-hmm. all those punk icons, mm-hmm. is they would get on Facebook <laughs> and bitch about the scene. And call people and posers. the state of the scene. The so, scene. I mean, the argument could be made, Adam. <laughs> you don't belong in the Austin punk rock scene. You know what? Here's what I realized. I am way more fucking punk rock. I am far <laughs> you, more punk and rock. And you do not like punk. There's nothing more punk than hating punk. Right? Like, this is, I'm as punk as it gets. Yeah, that's... I'm um, like, fuck you, punk. That's very meta. It's full circle. I like it. And it's like, isn't punk, like, the whole point of punk to be, like, in your face? In yeah. Offense? Isn't that the whole fucking point And of then punk? it's the point is to grow up beyond that and start making new wave music. <laughs> Post-punk. <laughs> I love it. Love all of it. <laughs> Let's. I do. I do, too. Susie, the Banshees, the Joy Division, all that shit. Let me listen to that. So uh, this guy just goes on to say all this shit. And, and, you know, our buddy Dave is like, hey, man, if anybody says they hated punk rock, it's shtick. The whole thing's shtick. Like the singer grew up like watching punk like since before you were fucking born, you know. 
And the guys, like, I was only referring to one member as far as the hating punk thing goes. I don't know them, nor do I want to. My opinion is strictly aimed towards the gimmick and shitty music. They may be cool people. The music is not so much in my eyes and ears. So that's what the guy said. So he goes from just saying it was me to our gimmick and our music is shitty. Hey, newsflash, punk rock was a gimmick from day one. Newsflash, buddy needs some haterade. New York Dolls, uh, sorry, buddy, that was a gimmick. What uh, I personally think, what I personally think. The Misfits, think. sorry, buddy. Yeah, the fucking Misfits, come on, bro. Great band, yeah. gimmicky as fuck. Yeah. The real Misfits with Glenn Danzig in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, Michael Graves is fine, though. Oh, no, he's not. It's not you know what, we're not even going to get into that. So um, as I'm reading these things, and Bill is just yelling at me about this. He's just going off his rocker, yelling at me, we need to book with these bands, and, 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 and you know, if we can't play, they're at the same level we are. We should play with them. I'm like, dude, fuck these guys. Like, uh, Bill, I'm going to have to go with Adam on this one. Fuck them. I know you're listening right now. Fuck them. Um, punk rock should not take itself that seriously. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, though. That's why I've never been a punk guy, because punks are like, if you're doing good, you suck. Well, you're not punk. The term is uh, spread out to various connotations, I mm -hmm. think. I've gone to a lot of punk rock shows as Trump card, and like the guys with the mohawks and the spiky vests, they always like kind of side-eye us because we're not dressed like them. And there's nothing more nonconformist than dressing all the same. I know, I know. We are fucking dude. I am so punk rock. I am like a hundred percent punk rock, and I didn't even know it. I didn't even know <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck you, dude. All right, I didn't even know that it. was Adam's corner. <laughs> <laughs> so this next this movie we're watching this evening. Yeah. This Easter, this fine this Easter Sunday afternoon. Easter Sunday. It's noon. It's noon on the dot right now on April Fools. Jesus is not dead. It's a bunny holiday day. We should change it. That's the full name of Easter. <laughs> I couldn't say that again. You had to play it back before you forgot what I said already. Hey, you know who's great, man? You know who I hope's having a good Easter? Peter fucking Fonda? Nah, dude. Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hope, you're having, I hope your hair is having a good day, too, Kurt, wherever you are. You know it is. I hope you're having some ham today. I hope Kurt Russell and Gold, I hope Goldie like cooked a nice ham, or whoever they pay to cook their food made mm -hmm. them a nice Easter ham. Yep. Yeah. You're forgiven for Captain Ron. I, you know what? I didn't even need forgiveness, man. <laughs> so we're going to close out our road movies uh, theme today with a little film called Race with the Devil. Now, let me ask you, Bobby, would this be a, um, is this, I mean, are we still in road movies or are we on to the next batch? This is a nice transition, okay? Ah, that's what this is. So this is a movie, a road movie. Or a nice transmission. This is a road movie. If we're talking about cars. This is a road movie. Right. But it's also a satanic cult movie. Yes. Which brings us to a nice little segue into next month being this month, I guess, since it's, it's April 1st. April Fool's. We're doing all satanic shit this month. Satanic panic in April. <laughs> I'll take it. We'll take it. Hey, we'll go with that. Um, so this is a very Mr. Show-esque transition here. Don't nice say segue flow. again. Don't fucking say it again. Race with the Devil from 1975, starring Peter Fonda. And Warren Oates. And Warren Oates. Warren Wild Bunch Oates. So why don't you go ahead and read me that IMDb description. Two couples vacationing together in an RV from Texas to Colorado are terrorized after they witness a murder during a satanic ritual. 
two men on a dream vacation. What the hell are they doing? I sure think they killed her. Back! Frank, they've seen us. And get trapped in an unbelievable nightmare. Turn off the light! Why? What's wrong? What are you guys up to? <laughs> 20th Century Fox presents Race the Devil. We saw somebody murdered. What? Some sort of ritual across the river. A girl got stabbed. They're chasing us. Starring Peter Fonda and Warren Oates. <laughs> there was nowhere they could hide. Alice, look what was stuck to the back window. It's some kind of message. Witchcraft. Witches? There was no one they could trust. <laughs> well, did anybody hear anything? Didn't anybody see anything? Won't we a trip? Have a good time. Leave this up to me. There was nothing they could do. They followed us all the way from Bandera. He's here right now watching us. But run. And fight. Shoot him, Frank! And race with the devil. There's somebody on top! Frank, it's got to leave! We gotta stay in here! No good! Peter Fonda, Warren Oates, Loretta Swit, Lara Parker. Race with the Devil. When you race with the devil, you'd better be faster than hell. Wow. Race with the Devil. Wow. Starring Peter Fonda and, and Warren Oates. Woo! That was a good fucking movie, Bobby. That's a good movie. This movie is the 1970s. Mm-hmm. This movie is exploitation. It's mm-hmm. like the last breath of drive-in culture. It is uh, chase scenes. It's yep. uh, stunts. It's ritualistic sacrifice. Tits. It's uh, Peter Fonda dressed as a Texas Coke dealer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Warren Oates is his older Texas Coke dealer associate. Good, Good stuff. Good stuff. Great stuff. I mean, Warren Oates, that man is a treasure. Sergeant Holka. Sergeant fucking Holka. He was one of the Gorsh brothers or whatever in The Wild Bunch. I love him in The Wild Bunch. He was a real asshole in that movie. But he was a stand-up guy in this one. He was a stand-up guy. I'll tell you what, people. I I uh, I'd never seen this. I just saw a preview or something, decided that's what we're watching. And um, I was highly impressed. I was, it had everything that you needed in a 70s movie. Yeah, Race with the Devil was originally written by, and uh, I believe uh, Lee Frost directed it, but he also helped write it with Wes Bishop. They're uh, pretty quintessential 70s exploitation writers and directors. Uh-huh. One of my favorites is uh, Black Gestapo. Never seen it. It's about uh, Black Gestapo. Well, sounds awesome. It's a black exploitation film. Uh-huh. Highly recommended. So right, I guess this right. was like, hey, let's... hey. Hey, you know what's big right now? Motorcycles. Find me an actor that can ride a motorcycle. Peter Fonda. Let's put him on a motorcycle. Let's put him in a Winnebago and let's uh, let's send them out to fight satanic cult members. So Lee Frost and Wes Bishop. Right. The studio caught wind that they were improvising lines on set and it wasn't I guess wasn't as organized as a professional studio was. These guys were coming from an exploitation background. Okay. Um, so they fired them. 
But that's not what I wanted to touch on. Wes Bishop was still in the movie as Deputy Dave. Right. They f- they fi- Okay, so they fired Lee Frost as the director then. Right, okay. So they replaced them with Jack Starrett, the director. So wait, what you were saying was true? Uh, Lee Frost directed this, yes, originally. They replaced him with Jack Starrett because things were going a little haywire. Right, a little anarchy. There was a little, uh, yeah, there was a little of uh, that uh, rumor anarchy. going around. Um, Jack Starrett, who is basically an 80s TV director, mm-hmm. he did a lot of episodes of Starsky and Hutch. Oh, wow. And a few films before that, I, I guess. Interesting stuff. But what ended up happening was Oates and Fonda were friends with Lee Frost and uh, Wes Bishop. When they got uh, word of this, they went into the studio. And this is according to TMC.com. According to Susan A. Campo and Warren Oates' A Wildlife, the two stars finally agreed to meet with the new team, but not before Oates had told Fonda, now listen, Flyer, I don't want you to get mad now. We go down for this meeting. I want you to keep your mouth and an air conditioner on, which, wait, what? I want you to keep your mouth shut and don't say anything dirty. Let me do the talking. So basically, Warren Oates is like, let me handle this, Peter Fonda. I got this shit figured right. out. And so he walks in the meeting. They're on a couch, glass coffee table, and stare at who's the new director. And Warren Oates says, maybe you should consider what's going on and see if you can help the director instead of just... At this point, he grabs the coffee table and flips it in the air where it does a complete somersault and lands back on its feet. Everything on the table goes flying, but the glass table performed like an Olympic gymnast. <coughs> and, and, and then and then Warno says, we had a couple drinks, and next thing you know, they're saying, well, okay, let's give it hell. This is one of my favorite Hollywood stories. Oh, that's amazing. And I'm not making any accusations about Peter Fonda or Hall and Oates, <laughs> but... It reeks of cocaine. Oh, yeah. It reeks of 70s, dirty, sweaty, Ajax-cut cocaine. Hoka was all coked up, and he's like, I'm going to flip a fucking table. And uh, Peter Fonda's just like, do what you're going to do, Warren. <laughs> he went all fucking wild bunch on Let him. Let me do the talking. That's amazing. Now, that's a fucking Hollywood icon right there. Yes. Warren Oates is a treasure. Sergeant Holka. Sergeant fucking Holka. Your oh. big toe. Is he was great in that. So this was set outside San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's outside San Antonio. Not far from where you grew up. Uh-huh. So Adam. Yes, sir. What is Race with the Devil all about? Race with the Devil. So it's about these two guys, and they are the owners of an establishment that apparently works and sells dirt bikes. And they're trying to design new dirt bikes, and they're all hot shit, and they've been doing this for a while. Both of them have lovely wives. Uh, Peter Fonda's wife has these big, beautiful blue eyes. Uh, uh, Warren Oates' wife is the is the lady from MASH. I don't Mash know her name. name. I, I didn't look it up. We could have. We've looked everything else She's up. got a real, like... Loretta, Loretta Swit. Not like a porn mom look to her. She just has like a hot, real-life mom look You to have her. a thing for hot older ladies, Bobby. You do. You really do. I'm, I'm not contesting that at all. Yeah, so uh, so they're all going to go on a trip. They're going to go in their brand new Winnebago, which is so funny. This Winnebago pulls up. I'm like, wow, that's like an old-ass looking Winnebago. And then Peter Fonda's like, whoa, this baby's brand new and hot. Four-channel stereo. Four-channel stereo. There's a scene that was, a, or a line that was a little off-putting what when he's uh, showing his sweet new uh, camper. His, vo- his, vo- his Vogue. His Vogue, yeah. It's called a Vogue. Yeah. He's showing the four-channel stereo. He's showing the kitchen. When they get to the kitchen, uh-huh. 
says it's got a microwave. Then he says, microwave oven. Brown your bird. Do you brown a bird in a microwave oven? That's what I'm asking. I mean, I've never once browned a bird in a microwave. This was oven. the seventies. The, the seven, this was the seventies. Okay, the I 70s. guess people cooked poultry mm-hmm. fully in a microwave oven. I guess so until it was browned. Until the bird was at least browned. And then you got to put it in the oven to get the pink out of the middle of it. Yeah, it's disgusting. I don't know what the big I'm deal so was. So hungry right now. I know, right? We didn't. Eat, I didn't bring tacos. I'm a piece of shit. So they're going out of San Antonio and they go out into the beautiful Texas hill country. And they're driving around. They're driving through the the hill country. It looks exactly like where we're at. I mean, it's here. I mean, you could just yeah. look at it and know that it was filmed here. <laughs> if you knew what it looked like here, watch this film, and that's what it looks like here. Yep. Um, it's my backyard. Yeah, pretty much. So they got their dirt bikes and Warren Oates and in 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 Hall. They're driving around. And no, you forgot one other key character. The dog Ginger. Ginger, the sh- uh, gets the Shih Tzu. Or what did I say as soon as I saw Ginger? Maybe it's a Lhasa Apsa. What was the first thing out of my mouth? That dog's going to die. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. That's literally the next thing I have in my notes. <laughs> yeah, that dog is going to die. And uh, we'll get to that, but we're right. So uh, they're out there, and they're camping, and they're dirt biking. Now, I noticed something. At one point, Warren Oates, when they're racing on the motorcycles, and he wrecks into the pond on the dirt bike. He's like, I'm getting too old for this shit. He said the line. You know, he also used that as Holka. Yeah, Murtaugh style. Did he say it in uh, Stripes? Yeah. Oh, okay. But this was before Murtaugh. So they, they're they racing their dirt bikes around, as people do in the Texas Hill Country. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. And they make a wager, a $10 bet. $10 bucks. A ten, ten, 10 bucks. bucks. He says, I, I don't... Uh, or I don't race without money or something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. which Peter is a Farnes. fucking baller line. Yeah. Um, Peter Fong. And then, Pete, and then uh, Sergeant Hulk, uh, at the end of the race, uh, like ramps off into a mud pit. Yeah. And then Peter Fond is such a badass, he rolls up, um, <laughs> and he says something to the degree of, uh, that's $10 you owe me, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you think, even if it was just you and me, who we hate each other, but we love each other, uh-huh. I would. I, I will say word. this: if, if if you were in that situation, the first thing I would say is like, "Hey, man, are you okay?" Yeah, dude. This was the seventies. Men were men. And before that, before <laughs> they went on mud mud racing adventures, when they get out of the camper, they say, "You ever skip rocks before?" As if that's some new fucking hobby that was invented. <laughs> Maybe these were the lines that the studio executives were having. You ever skip rocks before? the fuck are you doing Lee we Frost need, we need a line that uh, people can relate to I bet that these guys Warren Oates Peter Fonda Wes Bishop Lee, Lee Frost they were all having a great time just getting all coked out and high and filming this movie mm-hmm. and there's like we're out in Texas man we got a lot of drugs this movie does reek of cocaine it does I can't confirm or deny I don't know what went on I wasn't there and then the studio's like whoa boys Y'all need to calm down your little coke binge fucking road movie and, uh, and and chill out for a second. And that's when fucking Sergeant Hulk flipped the table. Now, as far as their wives go, is it just me? Mm-hmm. Or were there like, just a little bit of sexual tension between those two? What? Or is that just wishful thinking? That's just you hoping they were going to let out. Fair enough. It never happened. They were they're, they're, Their characters were just very like... Okay, we're just gonna walk around in the woods now while the boys are off playing on their bikes. Like, mm-hmm. it's like they they didn't have much character to them. Let's go practice kissing for the boys. <laughs> See, no, that 
Is that not what happened? No, Bobby. I mean, I would have liked the movie better had it. But so no. they're camping in the Texas Hill Country, right? That night, the the sun goes down mm-hmm. as it does every day and night. <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how it works. Nice peaceful evening in the Texas Hill Country. They're all getting drunk. Baller ass Winnebago with a microwave oven. Baller. You know someone's old when they call it a microwave oven. Yeah. At one point he called the RV park they went to a recreational vehicle park. Mm -hmm. That makes it sound more prestigious. Yeah, like, no, dude, it's an RV park. So they're out there, uh, you know, uh, the the Wild Bunch and and Easy Rider are sitting outside drinking. Uh, and then they see across the way, across the little river, a fire starts. A big ball a of fire. A big explosion of fire. A big explosion but of fire. But a safe fire. one. Not one, that, like, not one that's concerning, but someone really started a fire. Like, yeah. For a good one. It wasn't like a nuclear blast, but it's like, whoa, somebody yeah. just lit a big-ass fire. Mm-hmm. And then there's all these people in cloaks standing around chanting in a circle. And they're watching with their binoculars from across the way. And they're like, wow, we're at the bottom of this hill in a big Winnebago. And these people don't see us somehow. And so they're, they're watching. And it's like, whoa, look. Now there's these, these cute little bunnies are running around naked. And there's a bunch of naked chicks running around. It was great. And then they sacrifice a young woman. I got a lot of things to say on this. Okay. This whole thing. Satanic orgy scene. Okay, so you grew it. up in these parts of Texas. Yeah, I wish this shit was going on. How accurate was this film's representation of uh, satanic death cults. Um, is it full of uh, hipsters dressed like executioners during the Middle Ages with twirly mustaches? Did the death cults of uh, West Texas uh, feature a leader with West. a Swamp Thing mask on? This isn't West Texas. But um, with, uh, with a mustache that looked like Nicodemus from <laughs> Secret of Nim. I love we always bring it back to secret and them. So um, no, 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 no. I spent. I, I wasn't alive in the seventies, so I can't. I can't speak for Hill Country, Texas, in the seventies. But I spent a lot of time of the late eighties and, and early nineties looking for those specific cults. Nowhere to find. Nowhere found. to be found. Couldn't find a one. Now there were some snake handlers, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. So I mean, you, you talk about it. There was the whole satanic panic in the eighties and the nineties, and everybody's like worried about the, the fucking death cults. And there's a couple little like urban legends around New Braunfels, where I'm from, where there's like, oh yeah, if you drive out on this road, there's spikes on all the, the the road fucking signs, and people kill you and put their blood there. And that never happened. I went out there, went there multiple times. So speaking of the 1970s, before they witnessed this girl getting sacrificed um, mm-hmm. in a fire, basically. Yeah. They stabbed her. They stabbed her and they then threw her in a fire. What a way to go. I don't know if they threw her in the fire, actually. Um, I think they took the body. Okay. There Either way, bones in the fire they murdered time. the shit out of her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but before that, they thought it was just some weird hippy-dippy orgy going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, cool, let's just peep on this orgy. So in the 1970s, mm-hmm. do you, was it illegal to like peep on an orgy like from a distance i don't know if it's illegal now i think it is are orgies legal i mean i don't think they're legal and on public lands and that brings me to my next point honestly um if it's murder sacrifice night at your weekly satanic cult meeting Mm -hmm. don't do it at a national park or campground sure um, I, I'm sure, you know, Greg over in HR has some land he inherited mm-hmm. from his father that he uh, he had a falling out with because he started painting his nails black and uh, and uh, went all pescatarian. You know, this was the 70s, Bobby. OK, it didn't matter. 
You could, you could, you could have sacrifices in public land. Nobody gave a shit. And if you were there in your Winnebago, you just kill the person in the Winnebago. It's fine. So, uh, so they're there watching it, and they're like, "Wow, that just chick just got killed, but she's naked." So we're gonna keep watching and stand here like peeping toms, right? And then I, I don't uh, know if that's what happened. That's and, what you would have done. And then Mash Lady comes out of the Winnebago and turns all the light and starts screaming, "Frank, what's going on? Are you drunk?" Blah 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 blah. blah. Bringing attention of the Satan. What is it, Edith Bunker? To I don't know. To the uh, to the Winnebago, and she was the hot lady in Mash. Mm-hmm. She was hot in Mash. She's hot in this. Yeah, she was hot in that. Larissa, what's mom not bad? Hot. Total mom hot. So, anyways, then uh, they jump in the Winnebago and 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 start to haul ass out of there, and then on foot, all of these shirtless, cloak wearing Satanists start chasing them down with bricks and twigs and branches and shit. But before that happens, um, there's a line. Mm-hmm. That uh, I think Sergeant Holka said. Right. Like his wife was like, what's going on when they're driving away trying to escape? Because some sort of ritual across the river, some girl got stabbed, to which his wife replied, you're kidding. <laughs> Maybe these were the lines that the... You're exactly. kidding. You're kidding. What if he, what if he was kidding? What if that was all a big a big uh razzabaz? That's that's four notes. That's our Holka. Like, hey, hey ladies, remember the night that we convinced you that a satanic uh, cult stabbed a lady and we like <laughs> drove away frantically in that dangerous Winnebago? Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> so anyways, they take off, the cult members start chasing them. One jumps on the back and smashes out the back window with a branch. And starts trying to grab them and whatnot. These were really uh, persistent uh, satanic cultists on foot. They're Agreed. Like, we're gonna grab that Winnebago. These these satanists are are no joke. No, they're very dedicated to the cause. They're not your like D and D playing, yeah, fucking nerdy. They're not like your your friend's kid satanist. No, yeah. they're they're not just disenfranchised youth. They're right. like well reading creepy pastas and shit. Yeah, it's not it's not someone uh that likes uh is a big slender man fan. Yeah, see this was the 70s when they when they really went into a cult like that, they were all in. Now, you will they say this. I will say this. These satanists are very dedicated. However, mm-hmm. um Peter Fonda and Wes uh Borland, Warren Oates. War- fucking Limp Biscuit? Really? <laughs> Did you just Limp Biscuit me? Sergeant Holka. Uh-huh. Are are very also equally dedicated to get to their destination, which is Aspen, Colorado, they're to go going skiing. To, going to they go want to go skiing. Real, they're bad. like, we're in fucking Texas. Let's get the fuck out of here for a while. You know, God bless them. I understand, but it was January. You know, January really seems cooler than it is in that movie. So they escape. They did something after that that all characters in all road movies should always do, but never do. First, go to the police. They go to the cops, and immediately, not just later on, no, like right away. Um, Straight to the and, and this isn't just any precinct, Adam. Um, the precinct is run by uh, Sheriff Fake Robert Duvall. Or also known as R.G. Armstrong. Arguably Sheriff Fake Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, could, he could double for either of those guys. I think he kind of predates them both. Yeah. 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 So uh, the sheriff's very, very happy with them and upbeat. And like, oh, yeah, we already, uh, we already called the hospital. We already, let's, let's go check it out. Let's go check it out right now. So uh, they're about to go check it out. And my favorite line in the movie is when Peter Fonda asks, do you need our wives? (laughs) (laughs) 
Or, now let's leave him behind to be uh, murdered by the yeah. satanic cult. Or, or was it, will you be needing our wives? Will you be needing our wives? <laughs> yes, as a matter I of I hope fact. I never have to ask that question to anyone. I know, right, ever in your life. So uh, so they go and they drive off with the sheriff and, uh, and Deputy Dave, who was the writer of the film, Wes Bishop, probably all coked out. And as they're driving, the sheriff and Dave are talking about, ah, you know, there's hippies out here all the time. Y'all saw some hippies. They're like, Guys, they were they sacrificed someone and were chanting like blood rituals. Yeah, we, and we saw a woman get killed, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, same difference." Hippies, you know, same. drum circles, satanic ritual—it's all the same shit. It's all the same shit. Big fish fans. There's out like here. we had a day. We had not long ago. There's uh, these kids down here, and the, the lady called us up, and uh, we went in the back of the house, and they just killed a bunch of cats. <laughs> yeah, they're they're oddly cavalier about. They this. skinned them, and they were dancing you around in their e- blood. You might even make the assumption that maybe they're in on it. Yeah. They were just, they were chuckling it up about the kids dancing around in cat blood, <laughs> naked. He's like, oh, those kids. Yeah, crazy kids today. Pac Man and uh, 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 Fruit by the Foot <laughs> right. and uh, cat uh, murder bathing. Texas police. So uh, they go out there and they go to the place where it all happened, and the cops just knew exactly where it was. They didn't have to ask for directions, they just drove right out there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're like, oh, okay, well, the, sm- the fire's still smoldering. And they're like, oh, there's there's blood here. Well, that could be blood. The cops are like, I'm not buying that as blood. It's obviously a big fucking pool of blood, you know? And they're like, nah, it could be something else. And they fight a dead dog sacrificed on a fucking tree. Right. Um, dead later. dog sacrifice, um, which is the first time I felt any kind of like real uh, negative emotion in this film. Did you didn't? Like I watched that. the blonde lady get murdered by the Satanist cult. Uh-huh. Didn't feel a thing. Not in my heart, at least. <laughs> <sighs> But when I saw the dog, the bloody dog hanging up, that made me feel a little uh, m- melancholy. Really? You're a dog owner. I'm like, okay, at least they killed something else. But uh, yeah, they find the dog and the cops are like, eh, it's dog blood. They're like, no, dude, we saw a chick get stabbed. They're like, yeah, she was probably on drugs. Even if it was just dog blood, like clearly that dog was murdered. Yeah, and hung and nailed to a tree. Okay, let's let's pretend that the uh, let's let's put the Satanist ritual murder aside for a moment. Mm-hmm. You found a dead dog murdered to a tree. Can we investigate that at least? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. But yeah. you know what the, the you know what the cops thought. Hippies. Yeah, hippies. Fucking hippies. Dog murdering hippies. I fucking hate hippies. God, they're so stinky and murdering of dogs. <laughs> so anywho, uh, any hoozles. While this is happening, the uh, the ladies, the wives at the Winnebago found a mysterious witchy satanic note pinned to the back of the Winnebago. And it had runes on it, but luckily above it, it had other words written in English that they could understand. Subtitles. Yeah. It was like, this is a warning of silence or some shit. I don't know. And they're like, let's, there's these crazy runes. Let's, let's go find a library. So they just walk downtown uh, in whatever town they are in Texas and go to the library. And luckily, as luck would have it, in this library, they have an ample supply of books about witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just there. Yeah, that would have been in the UFO Bigfoot section at my library, but I've never found a book on witchcraft in a public library. Never one as intricate as any movie I ever see. Have you ever, have you been to a library lately? Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, it's time to get rid of those. That's fucked up, Bobby. <laughs> For kids and homeless people and people without internet. <laughs> yes, and child molesters. Did Did you get molested at a library, Bobby? I didn't. <laughs> okay, I don't believe that. But anyways, so they go find the book on the on the occult, and they steal the book because the lady says it's a reference book. So they're like, 
okay, we're just going to commit a petty larceny. And they just walked off with the books. They said they were going to mail it back later. Sure they were. So they get on their way and they're reading about all these witchcrafts and Incan sacrifices. And that really amounted to nothing. Mm -hmm. It amounted to nothing at all. But then they drive to a weird gas station. And this was really odd and off-putting. The guy at the gas station is just sitting there holding the cat. Just holding the cat. And I mean, sure, there are people who have a cat in their lap. And then when you stand up, like the cat jumps off. Like, no, he stands up holding the cat. Just walks over to the Winnebago with the cat. And more off-putting, he doesn't have all his teeth. Yeah, there's that. Uh, a tooth-deficient man awkwardly holding a cat is unexpectedly terrifying. Yeah, and then the cat starts like hissing and trying to get away, and he just keeps holding on to it. Doesn't let it go. Just doesn't let this fucking freaking out cat in his hand. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to finish the scene. It was weird. It was weird. And then he fixed their back window. They got smashed in. Now, there's something off about this guy. Um, the one thing they do this, do well in this movie is like all the characters like they run into after this, you are suspicious of. Oh, yeah. I mean, they don't even try to hide it. Yeah. They're like, they're all, they're like, all oh, fishy. They're, they're, it's like the Wicker Man. You're just like, oh, yeah, they're all in on it. They're all in on it. They're all in on it. So this guy <laughs> fixed the back window and he's all weird and toothless with this cat that he's holding. And they're like, well, we took some of this blood and the, the cops... They took some of the blood, too. So we're going to take this to a real city in Amarillo and test this blood and see if it's human and see whether those cops were liars or not, mm-hmm. which obviously they seemed like liars. They seemed, they did. They, they seemed, seemed a little fishy. They seem really fucking creepy. So uh, then they take off and they go to a recreational vehicle park. That's where they go now, to Now, you next. strike me as someone that's spent a lot of time in recreational vehicle parks. No, I've spent time or in trailer parks. Permanent yeah, vehicle parks. Yeah, they're not recreational. They're homes. They're shitty, shitty homes. Um, but yes, yeah, so they go to this RV park, and then, uh, and then he warms up some martinis. Yeah. Warm. I'm going to go warm up the martinis. Wait, what the fuck? Is that? How do you Why do people talk like that? Why would you warm a martini? Ugh. I don't want hot liquor. Ooh, sake. <laughs> I do want sake. That's good. So while they're there, the ladies go in the pool. And at the pool, there's Rodney Dangerfield and Ross Perot <laughs> and B. Arthur. And they're all eyeballing those ladies, all creepy like. And Peter Fonda's wife's like, I don't like it here. Was that really B. Arthur? It looked just like her. Yeah, and it really did look like uh, Ross Perot Ross. and Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> like, what the? This is a star studded cast, this one. And then <laughs> it's like Rat Race. <laughs> And then they went back in, and the, the lady Kelly, uh, Peter Fonda's wife, is done. She's like, I want to go home. I want to take my little dog, Ginger. I want to get the fuck out of here. Everybody's creeping me out. I'm paranoid of everybody. And as as she's in the back room talking to Peter Fonda about this, these really pretentious neighbor RV people just walk right in. Walk right in the door. There's nothing scarier or worse than uh, overly friendly RV neighbors. Yeah, yeah. And he's getting, they're like, oh, yeah, you got the new Vogue, do you? Oh, well, look at this. You got, look, they got the four track stereo. Oh, microwave here, oven. Here's the microwave oven. Let me just open this back to, oh, there's people back there. Hey, didn't see you there. Let me keep looking over here. Oh, mine has the wood. Yours has the plastic, huh? Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah, dude, get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I don't want, I'm all friended up. I fucking hate those people. Look at my hot wife from MASH. Yeah. I don't need you. I don't need you. I don't have time for you. Yeah. Excuse me while I close the door on you and tend to my hot wife from MASH. Right. And then they're like, uh, well, y'all should come over for dinner. And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, we're, uh, we're going out. Yeah, we're going out. And he's like, well, let me tell you the place. It's got the best country music out there. So they go to the country music bar with these fucking annoying people came along with them, too. Those people were horrible. And so uh, the, the bar scene was great because it's just like a honky-tonk bar, I guess, mm-hmm. in the 70s. 
everybody's dancing and, and doing their thing and, and the, the, the country music's good and the steel guitarist is looking at, at Kelly at Peter Fonda's wife and she's like is he a cultist she's just freaking out everybody looking at her right yeah. now anybody looks at her sideways she thinks they're fucking cultists and, and, and you're with her too like this character all of them really like you almost feel like they would have gone like um, we're gonna make it ambiguous like we don't know whether or not these like you didn't question it once right Right, you're like no, like you're all these people are fucking crazy Satanists. I mean, well, I thought they could be, or it could be just her paranoia. I don't. I think it was about ninety percent. I was on board with her. Right, right, right. It was believable. So uh, then, all of a sudden, an epic bar fight just breaks out. Epic bar fight. Everybody starts fucking beating the shit out of each other, and they're like, "All right, we gotta go." Now ah, the seventies. The seventies. It's just you could just have a bar fight in a in a in a rowdy honky tonk and. By the end of the night, everybody was just drunken friends and went home. Nobody got stabbed. Nobody got shot. Mm-hmm. It's not like nowadays. Every time I start a bar fight, somebody dies. So uh, then they walk back to the recreational vehicle park. And unfortunately, when they get there, the door to their Winnebago is open. And there hanging is the dead body of Ginger the dog. Oh. Think that was a real dead dog? Uh, no, I don't. This is not Milo and Otis. Wait, was there a real dead dog in Milo and Otis? They killed multiple animals in that movie. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. No. Cats, dogs. They went through like dozens of them. Are you serious? Yeah. I don't know. It was shot in Japan. That might just be an urban legend. No, dude. Look it up. So, anyways, they get there. Dog's dead. Kelly loses it. All the old people in the um trailer park like come out and start staring at him now and they're like well did you see anything and nobody says nothing and these people don't look like satanic cultists they look like my grandparents when i was a kid you know wearing weird night robes and having their hair all up in buns and shit Mm -hmm. like they didn't seem like the cultist type i think that's kind of the uh you never know that's kind of the point when you're racing with the devil when you you know you never know who's possessed by lucifer there's no possession in this movie you know what i mean yeah yeah, i get you who's on the dark side Mm -hmm. of the road so uh, so uh, then they hop on the road and they're like, let's get the fuck out of here. And, and, and Tolka's like, hey, hot mash wife, why don't you make some coffee? Mm-hmm. So she opens the cupboard and there's a fucking rattlesnake. And then there's another rattlesnake. And then there's another rattlesnake. There's two rattlesnakes in a Winnebago camper at this point, which is one of the most horrifying scenes of any movie I've ever seen. As it's barreling down the road. Yes. Um, I was thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do we deal with this situation? Normally, you would obviously stop the vehicle. Yeah. yeah which stops very recklessly. He hits you a tree. Know, he hits a tree. Um, and then you would, okay, you could exit the vehicle, which would be the right thing to do. However, you're out in the middle of nowhere in Texas. This probably snakes So outside. you're not going anywhere mm-hmm. until you get those rattlesnakes out of your camper. Yeah, yeah. So they go for it. They, they grab fight. the ski poles. Yeah. The women are still there supporting their men. They're screaming. They're just screaming. Screaming like they should be. I mean, I if I was one of those ladies, I'd be like, we'll let the men deal with this. We're going to go stand outside where right. there's uh, less likely to be a rattlesnake near me. Right, right, right. Rattlesnakes are horrifying. Yeah. In real life, all four of those people would be dead. 
Probably so. I, I could have sworn that Peter Fonda and Warren Oates both got bit. Yeah. But they didn't. I guess not. I mean, I mean, Peter Fonda is easy right at that fucking snake. You don't fuck around with rattlesnakes. You know what you do when you see a rattlesnake? Stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> no, what do you do? Run? Um, you, no, you stand really fucking still, mm-hmm. and then you back away as slowly and glacially as possible. Wow, like a glacier even. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Never encountered a rattlesnake in I the wild. I believe they respond to heat and movement like a T-Rex. Yeah, because they're lizards. They're little reptiles. That's what it is. I hate snakes. So they, uh, you would not have survived that ordeal. Uh, luckily, Warren Oates and Peter Fonda are badasses, and they beat the shit out of those snakes. And this is the point in which uh-huh. they're, they're, they've come to the edge. This was the straw that broke the satanic camel's back. Yeah, the satanal. Um, so they go to the local Texas depot at the next small town and buy a shotgun. Yeah. It's a pretty like, wise fuck thing this. We got to protect our hot mash ladies, mm-hmm. um, with shotguns. And they tried to use the phone, but the phone was out. Yeah. Yeah. The phone's out a lot in this movie. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a thing. They, they, they had to try to get contact with somebody but they couldn't so they buy no cell devices a shotgun mm-hmm. and two boxes of rounds or yeah. of uh, shells yeah you think two boxes of shells would handle these satanists i mean it's like 50 i would have gone for three yeah i would have gone for three just in case i mean you don't think there'd be 50 cultists but in this movie and in case you know our, our winnebago breaks down again maybe we can kill some quail and have some nice stuffed hens for dinner <laughs> You have an oven. You have you, a microwave. You got a microwave. You got to brown that bird. You brown that bird in the microwave oven. You're good to go. <laughs> so, anyways, they get the shotgun and they start getting going on the road, and uh, and then they realize there's a big box truck in front of them, and it just keeps stopping. It just stops, and it's like, why is it stopped right in front of us? And all of a sudden, a tow truck shows up behind them and starts ramming them, and all of a sudden, you realize these satanic cultists are on wheels and are out to get them. So they don't fuck around. Yeah. Like as mentioned before. Okay. These satanic cultists are dedicated, and I started thinking of this, but like, at what point do they stop chasing these people? When they're dead. You know, where's the devil's threshold? Is it Amarillo? That's where they're headed. Amarillo, Texas. Yeah. yeah. Even the devil hates it. <laughs> Probably so. Amarillo, Texas. Devil's like, I'm not going there. Get them before they get to Amarillo. Now we have a Stein Mart. It's a race to Amarillo with Satan. <laughs> race to Amarillo with Satan. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, and so this is an epic fucking like four-way car battle between a Winnebago, a box truck, and two pickup trucks, mm-hmm. one of which is a tow truck. And there's a red truck that's been chasing them. The red truck, you notice when you see that, you're like, oh, this is this truck's been following them the whole goddamn time. Right. It's just been waiting for it. So there's this epic fucking chase scene. Like, he flips the... Uh, how did he get the Winnebago? What did he throw a bike at this one? Or that was the next chase scene. He fucking rammed... The point is, there's multiple awesome stunt-driven chase scenes. They shotgun the box truck. There's a point where one of the hippie Satanists has one of those, like... Uh, like leather Native American canteens? No, 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 no. It's not even at that part yet. Oh. We didn't even get to that part. There's two epic back-to-back car chases in this. Mm-hmm. There's the one was the four-way road battle between the fucking box truck pickup, another pickup, and the fucking Winnebago, which they shoot, Warren Oates finally shoots the tires on one of them or something, wrecks the truck. I just want to say leather 
canteen full of gasoline. Yeah. Well, that's later on because remember the red truck flies off and explodes for no reason. Mm-hmm. And then they come across There's a wreck. a lot of bridge stunts. A lot of bridge, good bridge work. And then they come across a, a, like a, a road stop mm-hmm. because there's a, a bus of children that was wrecked. Right? Again, you realize Warren Oates is done fucking around. He's like, you know what? It's Sunday. There's no school kids on Sunday. Fuck this. We're going to drive off. right through it. And he does. And sure enough, it was a fucking trap because all the cult readers members were right there and other trucks and started chasing them. Mm. So mm. there were children in this cult too. Do you think it was the Branch Davidians? This was before, like, Koresh? No, that was uh, Waco. That was north of here. Oh, yeah, okay. Quite a bit. I don't know. No. I'll go on a tangent about them some other time. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, needless to say, these are some well-organized, numbers-heavy Satanists. They were Christians. They were Satanists. No, uh, the Branch Davidians. You don't know that. Good, good-hearted Christians. <laughs> So anyway, they uh, they get chased by these trucks more, and uh, the guy the, the the guy that was a cat holder jumped on the side of the Winnebago, and he gets knocked off into a bridge. And then there's the twirly mustache guy with the the leather canteen full of gasoline. Yes, climbs on top, starts pouring the fucking gasoline into the Winnebago. They're dedicated to the cause, man. Yeah, yeah. Peter Fonda shotguns a guy out the back, climbs on top to shotgun the other guy. That guy gets hit by a bridge. <laughs> That was fucking awesome. <laughs> Don't forget that one. Yeah. And then there's like three cars still coming. Peter Funda lights the, the canteen of leather full of gas on fire and Molotovs their asses. So they finally escape. And when they escape, they pull the Winnebago over. Into the desert. There's like this And one of them, I can't remember who it was, they bust out the vodka. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, that's over now. And they start drinking it's vodka. time to make the driest martini I've ever made. I'd at least wait for the Texas-New Mexico border before I uh, thought, hey, you know, we're out of, we're out of the woods now. Yeah. You know, yeah, but yeah. Um, they were wrong, as I predicted. Yeah. Because sure enough, a big fire erupts outside and fire encircles the entire Winnebago. And then every character you've seen in this goddamn movie walks towards them in cloaks roll credits the fucking end it's beautiful they got got in the end like it shows the faces like weird slow motion pictures of the faces of the of the the characters like screaming like they're not dragged off they're still in the winnebago it's just like them realizing they're fucked it's all like (laughs) slow motion like like rob zombie totally stole that shit rob zombie ty west Mm mm-hmm um, this is it, man. This is one of them for sure. Alternative titles. Let's hear it. You want alternative titles or box art first? Start with the alternative titles. Satanic cults don't own working phones. <laughs> Truth. Race with the devil. Break for the Lord. Uh, that's like a bumper sticker. <laughs> Right, I know. That's what I was going for. I get it, I get it. Uh, Lucifurious. <laughs> Hellburnt Rubber. I like that. Hellburnt Rubber should be like a metal song. And then finally, Gun Safety. Fun on the road with a shotgun. <laughs> that was only like the last 20 minutes. What's the, uh, what's the box art? Uh, what's your box art quotes uh, you got on there, Bobby? Okay, this is a quick one. Box art. Box art review. Get ready. You'll swear to see pentagrams on your white knuckles. Action. Suspense. Multiple dead dogs. One hell of a film. 
That's good. That's real good. Can we start getting these box arts like produced? Like, <laughs> Someone just, make that for somebody us. Somebody make this the old Gabe. I'm thinking Gabe can. Gabe, do Gabe, you could do this. We had to bring him up, didn't we? <laughs> Jeez, we almost made it through an episode. Anyways, it was a good film. I would highly recommend that. It's very 70s. It's it's the pacing's pretty good. I can see a lot of like. I can see Rob Zombie watch this shit. Oh, yeah. Easily. Um, this is a good intro to 70s drive-in exploitation, murder, chase. Like, this is everything. Car chases, man. If you don't, Badass if you like this movie and you go watch it, you need to dig into other things that we'll go into eventually on this you show. You know, when that cutlass started flipping and spinning, I was like thinking to myself, I'm like watching it, and I started having flashbacks to Stuntman Mike. I was like, I bet that car was death-proofed. Okay. Because that thing, nobody fucking walked away from that shit. Let's do this. Uh-huh. This month we watched uh, The Hitcher, yeah. Road Games, yeah. Duel, yeah. and Race with the Devil. Yeah. How do you rank them? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, bottom, last, easiest one, Road Games was shite. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Race with the Devil a lot, but I have to say I like The Hitcher better. And... Duel, Duel and Hitcher are like neck and neck for me. Like I didn't think I was gonna like Duel as much as I fucking loved that movie. That movie was amazing, but the Hitcher, the fucking Hitcher, dude. I would completely agree. Yeah, Hitcher, Duel, this, then uh, Road Games. But Hitcher and Duel are really close. I would probably put Duel a tick above the Hitcher. Mm. But it's debatable. It's debatable. You're saying that because Spielberg. So check out all those. Yeah, except for Road Games. And that was. <laughs> Don't watch that one. And that was on the road in March. Yeah. Hey, it's not. It, it's still March. April Fools. It's not. Um, next month, like we mentioned before, we're gonna do a little more satanic cult uh, type uh, films. Yeah. Um, Pillager Beard Oil. Mm-hmm. Pillager PillagerOil dot com. Ducker Snapper Promo Gutters. Promo code not for Adam A D A M. Ducker Snapper Gutters. Mm, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow sponsors. me on Instagram and Twitter at Pinball Bobby. You can follow Adam on Instagram at Von Arnt 13. You're going to follow the podcast on Instagram at Not, Not For, for Everyone, Everyone podcast. podcast. We're on Facebook as well, but we don't really pay attention to it. But you're welcome to like on that. Do something. But comment. most importantly, please like, comment, subscribe, and share with all your degenerate friends. Yeah, it's people that you like, people you don't like. Just. For anybody, it doesn't matter. You never know. You never know who's going to latch yeah. on to this. They might just latch on like a motherfucking leech, and that's fine. That's fine. So, yeah, we're playing soon, Bobby. You're playing in, uh, playing in Austin again. Are you going to come? No. Oh, well, fuck you then, too. <laughs> You're a real piece of shit. But uh, playing again in San Marcos next week and Austin the night and the day after. And the next weekend, we're playing like two more shows. And like, Jesus fucking Christ. This is how I exercise, so really it's good. <laughs>